Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you all so much for tuning into Yvonne Latrell's podcast. I am the host, Yvonne Latrell. My co-host, S.E., is here with me today for our Thoughtful Tuesday show. S.E., how are you? Hey, what's up? I'm good. I can't complain. How are you doing? Okay. I'm great. Thanks for asking. Um, we found out a rough weekend. I had a, a huh? number of events take place. So I kind of had a rough weekend. I had a, well, rough what? beginning of the week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for one, I found out that they uh, formed the body of a friend of mine. You know, I put it on my Facebook page. You know, you oh, my do, gosh, I meant to ask you about that. Yeah, he, um, from what we know of the story, you know, he was he was always a good swimmer, you know. So mm-hmm. what we know of the story is he was on some jet skis, or one of them jet propeller or whatever, and um, some girl was on the back of it. He had a life jacket on that he supposedly fell off and hit his head and drowned. And they were looking for him for about two hours, and then they said they felt his body. You know, oh, and he was no. to the, you know, to land or whatever, you know, so. He didn't have he a life jacket ultimately on? No, nope, nope. Oh, my gosh, no. that's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, my boy A.B., good dude, man. I mean, he gave you a shirt off his back. I don't know if you've been up there and read any of those posts about that dude. And it's thing they say about him. Is, is real, you know. I've never even seen that dude get into an argument or, you know, lose his cool or anything, you know. And I've known him for, like, close to maybe 20 years. You know, he was honest, man. And um, he came for money. His parents had money, real, lots of money, land, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, so he always had, like, these little toys and stuff. I remember one time he came to um, this club called Body. It was he was good friends to um, Buffy Body, you know, and um, he wound up helping her get that club. And he comes mm-hmm. zooming around the corner in this little ass Lamborghini. He's like, "Yo, get in, man!" And um, I remember <laughs> my big ass trying to get in there. I said, "Man, if you don't go get a real size car, yo." Come on, man, you can get in this, you can get in this. Man, I can't get in that damn thing. So I tried, I sat, he parked, he parked close to the sidewalk. I'm sitting on the ground trying to slide into the car. I said, man, I'm not getting in this thing, though. And <laughs> he laughed, you know, but he was always a good yeah. dude, man. Always, you know. Like I oh, said, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. Was there, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, I found out one of the guys I used to work with, his daughter went missing in um, Greensboro, you know, so, you know, all of us were sharing the posts and everything, you know, and they come and find out, they found the, you know, he, you know, he put up a thing, glad found, you know, thank y'all for everybody that helped, you know, with the search and everything, you know. Right. You just, said they did find her? Man, just, yeah, they found her. 
They found uh, out. Where was she? You know? Did they say? I don't know. I didn't. No, nah, I didn't say. It just said that we found her. Thank God that she had the post and everything. You know, but I'm pretty sure he'll eventually say something to us about where he was, you know, where he found out, whatever. You know. Yeah. And then um, it was just a whole bunch of stuff going on this week. You know, it was just, you know, crazy one thing after the next. You know, and um, but well, life goes um, speak. Well, speaking of um, your friend's daughter being found, for those of you that didn't hear our show on Saturday, Saturday's show was um, called Human Trafficking, and it was because of the girl Carly Russell who had went missing, and it was like a nationwide story, so we decided to do our Sexy Saturday topic on human trafficking about being careful and watching your surroundings and Carly was found um, as most of you know she was she returned to her her parents home and now people are wondering like was she really missing was it a hoax you know like oh my gosh I you know like at first you know I didn't think it was a joke but now I'm thinking you know like if I could see if the police or, you know, someone tracked her down and they and they found her. But the fact that she returned to her parents' home and, you know, it just it seems crazy because it seems like if, if you got away from someone, you would go running and, you know, to the, <laughs> to, you know, to a highway or to a building and like, help, hey, I'm Carly, I'm the one who's uh, been missing – Call nine one one, but in this situation, she just returned to her parents' home. So I don't know. I kind of don't think that this story is going to end well. What are your thoughts on this, Essie? I'm gonna tell you this, man. If the <laughs> girl lied, this just leads me to believe that everything in this world is fake. Everybody will do something just for a few minutes in the sunlight into, you know, to whatever, you know. This this right. generation and the things about this generation is built off of clout. Everybody mm-hmm. wants some type of clout. Nobody wants to be normal anymore, you know. And I'm just saying that the stories, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if the story's real or not, you know. Right, we don't know, you but... you not it... want to report certain things, you know. It makes you yeah. not want to report things, you know, especially when we do the show. We're like, oh, you know, we hope this happens and we hope that she comes home safe and all of this. And, you know, but if she buys, she needs to go to jail. I really think she needs yeah, to go to is, jail. Uh, and I think yeah, I got gonna, a feeling um, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. They should, they should create a clout law. Where you do something for clout, where you do something for likes, or you do something for the the social media or whatever, you know. Um, now, granted, I see something like the, the, the pranks and stuff, funny or whatever, but at the end of the day, they're not. You know, it's like people are not, everybody wants to joke with you. Not everybody wants to 
hearing that laughter. Nobody wants to be the end or the butt of anybody's joke, especially if they're not getting paid or they're not paying to watch somebody be, make them the butt of a joke. You understand what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. some of these things with the sneezing, the, yo, you want to you wanna get whatever, and there'll be in these, these, these areas that, you know, and these guys are pulling guns and knives on them. And they're like, it's a camera, it's a joke, it's a prank, it's a prank, it's a prank. Everybody wants to play with you. You understand what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these guys and this generation that built off of everything has to be done for clout. Everything has to be done for life. Everything has to be done for views. Everything has to be done no matter what. It's just crazy with me with this whole generation. You know, so, yeah. like I said, it don't even make sense. It doesn't, you know, nothing seems real anymore. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know when the, when something's real or when something's fake. I seen a video the other day of this guy, you know, he approaches his, his wife and she tells him, oh, yeah, I'm pregnant and this, this, and that, third. And um, he's like, well, congratulations, whose baby is it? So he's like, oh, it's yours. So he's like, it can't be mine. Out of a second, three months ago. Now, for one, what makes me think it's fake is because the, the, just because you had a vasectomy, if you didn't go back to see that it worked, for one. For two, he was just too calm about the whole situation. You understand what I'm saying? It was like he was, like the whole thing was staged. It's wait, like I don't nothing, get it. Nothing wait, seems wait. real anymore. Wait, but I don't Dang. get it. Okay. Wait, no. What? It, so... You said the wife wanted a baby? No, she the the husband um said apparently he didn't want no kids, so he got a vasectomy on her like three months ago. Or whenever uh-huh. the video was stopped. He had did it three months previous to that. You know, and um she just supposedly didn't know he got a vasectomy. You understand what I'm saying? So But how could she not it's know? Crazy to me. That's what's my point. Like, you know, how she not know, but whatever. <laughs> no. Yeah, just, that's crazy. I'm just fed up with people. I'm at, I'm at a point right now, I'm just fed up with people. And the shenanigans, and nobody wants to be real. Everybody wants to be fake. Everybody wants to do this for this. Everybody wants to do that for that. You know, nobody wants to, you know, be real. Nobody wants to be authentic. Nobody wants to, to just... Get it out of the mud, as you would say. You know, everybody wants to, to skip the line easy. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know what? So I see something. I gotta, of, you know. I, I, I gotta send you something. I seen something online um, that, um, like, people always saying that they real, that you know, that they're real. They just don't tell you what um, type of real they are. You know, um, real trifling. <laughs> <laughs> real full of shit, just you know what I'm saying, like because yeah. no one is real. You know, it's a it's a yeah, lot of people crazy, that man. are just really full of it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say no one, yeah, but I'm just I'm saying just it, it's just it. a lot of people that are full of shit. Yeah, a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot, and you be like, damn, like yo, come on, like nobody wants to be with me. Right, for no reason, like, for no reason. So, yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I just want to uh, just 
say again that, you know, we really don't know what's going on with Carly Russell, but at this point, just looking at everything, um, I I kind of don't believe the story now only because she returned home. And like I said, if she would have returned to, like, you know, if she would have been running screaming for her life somewhere, it would have been different. But now we're just, you know, it seems crazy, and it's sad because now with someone really do go missing, you know, people may think, oh, okay, hey, this is another hoax. You know, this is, you know, someone else is playing games. So people, you know, like do not, oh, my gosh, like um, why? I don't even understand why would someone want to do that. But either way, um it doesn't matter if her story, I mean, it, it do matter if her story is, is real or fake, but regardless of her story, you guys and dolls still need to watch your surroundings out there. Be very careful. Still, if you see a body in the road, lying in the road, keep going, call 911. If you see a baby in the road, call 911. Regardless, don't try to be a hero because just, you you can be in a situation where you don't return home at all because right now we don't even know if her story is real or not. But that's all I have to say on that. Yeah. It's just, oh my yeah. God, this is the worst. You know, people are people are not it's just the worst on on people's morals. Like what would make you morally think that that's fun or that's cool or that's you know, something to do. You know? But it just shows you what people's morals are. Yeah. Nobody has a moral compass anymore. You know? Right, and supposedly she's so shook up now. I sent you the interview um, of, of her mom and her dad. You probably didn't have a chance to look at it, but you can look at it whenever you can, but... Supposedly, like I said, Carly is so shook up or whatever, but you already know, like, if they find out that she's lying, she will be arrested, so. Yeah, she needs to go to jail. If she's lying, she definitely needs to go to jail. And I stand on that. She definitely needs to go to jail. And I really think that anybody that does stuff like that needs to go to jail, too. You know, because yeah, it's like cause enough it's... is enough now. Like, the world got enough problems. You got people pouring out money out of their pockets to find this girl or to send to the, the family for comfort and all this other crazy stuff. And they got other problems that's going on. You still got people in the world that care about other people in the world. You know? And there and are like, people that on, are right actually now. missing for real. Like, you know, don't nobody yeah. need to be focused on some, you know, on someone that's playing games playing hide and, hide and seek where, you know, there are really people that are out there really really missing, really kidnapped, really getting raped every day or, you know, in somebody's basement or whatever. So, like, no, that's insane. It's just crazy. Yeah. Now that, that, um, that gay guy... He was like, you're about to lose your job. You're about to go to jail. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, right? Yeah, she about to go to jail. Exactly, definitely. But um, in other news, I have yeah. been eating better. I've been eating a salad almost okay. every day. I had a I had a salad twice today. Okay. Shit. Yes. So I'm doing my my food. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm trying to lose ten more pounds. I had I had salmon, but I I was really good with the vegetables today. I had salmon, squash, green beans, broccoli, and a salad, and I had salad twice. But yeah, I'm really trying with the vegetables and the fruits. You know, it's watermelon season, so I'm really trying. Yeah. Really yeah, trying I'm to do my mm-hmm. my thing. I don't know, man. Watermelons, they're just too massive for me. I love them. I just don't be wanting to be the one cutting them. You to don't like watermelon? No, I love watermelon. I just don't like the, the clean up. Oh, well, no. see, I'm lazy, so I uh, go to the oh, store shit. and get the watermelon that's already cut up. I kind of figured. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of figured. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> hey, that I mean, I need to get right like, to hey. it. You're like, hey, I would have never thought that. That's not what it is for. my Yes, like, oh, I'm going wow. to the store. <laughs> yeah, I've been going to the store getting the watermelon that's already cut up. It's more convenient for me. Yeah, I kind of think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah, so, hey, oh, just man. watch how out. About, how about this? Mm-hmm. What you going to do? What, 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 what you doing today? <laughs> Oh no! Out, right? I was just going to say, just, just I was going to say, watch out! In the next month or so, I'm going to be even finer and more sexier than I am now. But, um, but yeah. So, uh-huh. what were you about to say? <laughs> I'm going to talk about the um, the girl that uh, got locked up in Dubai. Did you hear about that? Oh, um, I uh, only a. Uh, just I I uh, I didn't really hear about it. I seen an article, like kind of scammed through it a little bit. But what what happened? Okay, so you know in Dubai, you know it's a Muslim type country, and you know certain things women are not allowed to do. And one of the mm-hmm. things is raise their voice. And apparently she got into the argument with somebody only, and she raised her voice at the male. And they locked up for it. Now, now my thing is this: when you go to some of these countries, you gotta study their their rules and their regulations, right. like the Philippines. Because we were talking one day, and everybody was talking about, "Oh yeah," because I said I made a statement and I said, "Oh, I wanted to go to Bali." So everybody said, "Oh, where's Bali at?" So I was like, "Any reason?" So they said, "Oh, that's not like a good idea, you know." This that, and the third. Me and my girl could go. Blah blah blah. We gotta. So I said, yo, listen, I'm going to tell you, some of them countries, including Bali, if you're not married, you cannot share a hotel room with the person of the opposite sex, or they'll lock you up. Oh, my gosh. 
much. So that's a no. country that you have to be married. You know? So they was like, man, you you your money. I said, look it up. And then they was like, oh, shit, I didn't even know that. I said, yeah. I said, it's cool. Everybody wants to do all these places, you, you know. But nobody wants to do the research on what it takes to go there. You can't just go to some of these places and think that you're going to do these American-style rules. It's not happening. Right. You know? So, mm, wow. So, you know, y'all pick all these exotic places. Y'all better find out what you can and can't do. Right. You know? So don't be thinking you're going over to this country and you you, you, you become a good person and you act up and, and do your thing and you're going to be... You know, Stella get her groove locked up. Because I'm, oh my I'm God, be so. like, yeah, they want to the trail cell be no more. Well, Yvonne, because she locked up because he wanted to get a groove. Shit. <laughs> Shit. That won't happen because my ass won't be over there. She wanted to go over there and get a groove with you know, Shit, my ass gonna be right here. The beach is right up the street. I'm good. I'm great. It's all G over here. <laughs> so okay, so we'll be doing okay, so now podcast. Hmm? Yeah, I said we're gonna be. No, I was going to ask you. Okay, so you. <laughs> Oh my God! No, okay, no. So listen, you said in order to to be in a room with somebody over there, you have to be married. Yeah. A hotel room. Yeah. Any hotel, hotel room, room, you have, yeah, to, be you have to be married. Yeah, over there. Yeah. You said, and that's and you said that's in Barry. In Barry, who's Barry? <laughs> Where, where, where did you say? I said Bali, Indonesia, Philippines, like areas like that. Some of those countries, they're not playing that. You cannot you go to these countries and just think that you're going to have these American-style vacations and say you're living and they're not with it. You know, everybody said, oh, I want to go to Bali. I mean, not Bali. I want to go to I'll go to Dubai. Everybody wants to do this. All the IG models, they talk about Dubai, 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 Dubai. But they got laws over there that you got to follow. You know? Right. You got to definitely follow them. Don't think you going over there and have no trouble. Because <laughs> for what? They don't even women don't even have certain rights over there. Wait, 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 wait. Your phone is breaking up. Say that again. I said, for, you know, several countries. They, you know, you don't see more Wait, your phone is still breaking. Hello, 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 hello. Yeah. Your phone is breaking. How about now? Say something. Okay, yeah, you're better now. How about now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. You can't, you know. Oh, my gosh. Well, only thing I can say is anybody who's out of control better stay their ass over here in the United <laughs> States. Don't go nowhere but to the United States. 
Yeah. <laughs> you see what happened with the basketball player with that weed? Right. They yeah, I was thinking that when you said that. Yeah. Weed. You know, don't think because you know, and a lot of times, you know, Americans think that they could they live in the best country in the world and they could do this, they could do that, and they can get away with that. And get away with that. So these countries are not playing with y'all. They'll fix you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a celebrity. Yeah, hey, I got money. I can do this. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah, they're they not trying to hear that. Yeah, so it's just been crazy, man. It's just been crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that but is really something. News, in other news. <laughs> In other news. You know, just don't, you know, just pay attention to where you want to go. You know, find out are there restrictions, find out, you know, what other stuff you can and can't do, what are your tracking sites, where are the places to go, what places to stay out of, what places, are these places known for kidnapping tourists, do I have to stay on the resort? You know, there's a lot of stuff to think about when you leave the good old USA. <laughs> yeah, you jump on a flight. Say, hey, I want to go to Italy. I want to go to Japan. I want to go here. I want to go there. But you better make sure you know some of the laws. You know, like I'm gonna tell you a good. That is- a good so when I went to Japan, the first time I went over, I went over with a couple people, and the first thing I do is I lose my passport and my wallet. So we're going to the coin exchange place, you know, to get money to put on the train, the ticket and everything. So I'm searching my pockets, and I'm like, oh, shit, I lost my wallet. I lost my um, passport. So one of the guys I was with, he's like, what's up, man? I said, yo, Brian, I lost my passport and my wallet. He said, where'd you lose it? He said, when's the last time you seen it? I said, when we got off the plane, when we was in Norito, I says, when they went, went through customs, I said, I had to leave it there. He's like, all right, let's, let's get the money on the car or whatever. He said, I'll front you the money, you'll call, I'll front you the money. And when we get there, you know, it'll be there. So I'm saying to myself, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking we in the United States. Now, nah, fuck that. They're going to steal my shit. They're going to take my money. I'm going to be over in this country. I got no money. They're going to do this, that, the third. Yo, no lie. Yvonne, we get back to the airport because we mm-hmm. had to take a bus. I remember I was taking a bus. And we had to take a bus back to the airport. We go back. No lie, no exaggeration. My shit is still sitting in the same spot. I oh, my God. So I looked through it. I looked through it real quick, and everything is in there. So I said, yo. I said, how did you tell my shit for me? <laughs> he said, oh, they don't play that shit on me. He said, you still playing? They chop your fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? So then the next time, I'm straight tourist, me being a straight tourist, I go into the store. So when you go into the store, you know, you take out your wallet, you do the exchange, the dollars, you got to with the coin and all of this. So I lay it down. I'm thinking, I'm like, yo, why the fuck would I lay it down? But I laid my wallet down on the counter. I counted out the money, gave it to the dude, and I left. I walked back to the house which was about a mile away, and I realized I left my wallet. But this time, I walked back with style. 
Right. Because I knew my shit was gonna be there. <laughs> so when I walked back, my shit was right there. Oh wow. Said, oh, okay. I see y'all like it over here, yo. I like it over here. But yeah, they were playing over there, boy. You still said why you in Japan? They cut you got the hell. You know. So you see some people yeah. they they got one hand left. And you'd be like, where you at? I was in Japan. You know what they did? <laughs> you know, but yeah, man. I tell you, boy, you can't. Some of these countries, they ain't not going to play with you. You know? Yeah. And it was a great experience. I had a great time, you know. Like, oh, don't go here because they don't like Americans and this, that, and the third. And then I realized being over there, the reason why they tell us that is because they'll show, they'll tell they'll when you get over there, they'll treat you better than your own country will. Because I yeah. felt like nobody, nobody showed any type of racism towards me. Every time I showed up, the people was nice. They waved, they spoke. You know, it was no, no, nobody sucked their teeth. Nobody got an attitude. Everybody was just pleasant. Everybody was just happy. I'm like, damn, I can live like this all the time. You know, and then it was pre before my accident. So now... After my accident, I live just like I'm still over in Japan. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I'm happy all the time, you know. So so I realize how it can happen. You know, it's not impossible to be happy all the time. Sometimes you got to be happy on purpose because people, some people are just, the way they are, they want to try to bring you down because they're miserable. You know, and they say misery loves company, and that's a true-ass statement. Yeah. About a person that's miserable, and they say, "I don't know what the hell you're so happy about." Like, whoa, whoa, quit calling your stockings, buddy. You know, but listen, you know, but enough of my rambling. <laughs> okay. We, yes. Enough for, of your uh, rambling. Yeah. <laughs> enough of your rambling. We have a guest today for our thoughtful day show, and um. His name is author Victor L. Martin. Are you ready for me to let the guests in? Sure. And he's an author. I I said author. What's wrong with you? No, but you didn't say that. You need to get your yes. I said I. (laughs) Victor L. Martin. I said uh, author Victor. Whatever. (laughs) Get your phone together. Here on the view, we are we have no script writers. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, you can let him <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Hey Vic, what's up, man? What's going on? Can you hear me? Yes, we yeah, can yeah, hear we you can good. Hear you, Thank you. you. Okay, okay. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no problem, man. Um, so, you know, here on the Evolving Trail Show, you know, every Tuesday we do interviews, and today we have Arthur Victor L. Martin, and we're going to be interviewing him tonight. So, Victor, we're going to just ask you a couple of questions, you know. Okay. Um, so my first question to you is, Tell us a little about yourself. All right. Uh, I'm 47. 
uh, single, and uh, sad to say I spent half my life in prison, unfortunately. But uh, while I was in there, I wrote uh, 14 books. Uh, wow. I was locked up for common law robbery, assaulting government officials. It gave me a total of 17 to 23 years. I just got out uh, May 30th of this year, about, about two months ago. Um, single, uh, no kids. I love to write. Uh, my next goal is to uh, jump into filmmaking. I'm trying to network and do that now. Uh, you know, so right now just getting adjusted to being free. But, you know, a lot of people say it's hard, and all, but it's, it's not like I said, what, what I've been through it has mm-hmm. prepared me to face any challenge that I, I, I come across out here. So uh, I'm just, I'm like super driven and uh, like failure is not even an option. So, and going back to prison is definitely not an option. So, uh, yeah, like, like the day I got out, I got my driver's license. The first day I got out, uh, it was on a Tuesday and, that next Monday, I bought my first car. Uh, so I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Just, just focus, man. You know, just taking it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome home. You know, I'm glad. You yeah, thank. Um, I'm glad you didn't allow that circumstances to stop you from doing your thing. You know. Um, right, so yeah. when you were locked up, is that when you discovered that you wanted to be an author? Or you just used it the past time. Um, when I was, I, like I said, I didn't know anything about writing. I didn't take any classes or anything. It started uh, when I was in the county jail right before I was sentenced. It was a jail I used to talk to. I used to tell her my exports of my life of crime. So one day she was leaving for the weekend. She was like, "Well, you need to write a book." I was like, "I didn't write no damn book." That was that's what I said. So, but I knew I was facing a lot of time. So. When she left, I was just sitting in the cell, like, damn, write a book. So uh, they had me down in solitary confinement because I was wilding out, so I had to be in there by myself. So I called one of the judges. I said, let me get a, uh, a notepad and a dictionary. She said, what you about to do? I said, I'm about to write a book. So they uh, they gave it to me, and I just started writing my first book, uh, Hood Legend. And after about, like, five chapters, they would read it, and everybody was like, man, it's good. It's a good book. I thought they were just saying it just to keep me quiet. But um, yeah, I just I just kept writing, and I discovered, like, if I don't like doing something, I'm not going to do it. And so yeah, when I was writing, even though I was in a solitary confinement cell, it was like a, a, a mental escape. So whenever I wrote, whatever I was writing about, that's where I was at. So it helped me do that time, and uh, like I said, it's, I, I love writing. I mean, I still do it to this day. And um, but yeah, okay. I discovered that while I was locked up. Okay. Do you remember how long it took you to pay your first novel? Uh, yeah, it took me six months to write a hood legend because I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know anything about. Uh, character plotting. I didn't know anything about pacing. It was just, I just wrote a story. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I mean, my chapter was too long. My chapter was like 30 pages long. I didn't know anything about cliffhanger. I didn't know anything, but I had a story. And, you know, I, I really, I'm embarrassed to even read it now. I'm like, I wrote that garbage, but everybody said they liked it. But, yeah, that was my first book for Hood Legend. But, uh, yeah, I've been writing since, I'm going to say 99. Wow. Okay. And I'm going to tell you, you know, what's crazy about that is a lot of times, you know, you look at your early stuff, you're like, oh, man, yeah, I don't believe I wrote that. But as you keep yeah. honing in on your craft, you get better and better. Do you know how to do character development, what character development is about? Like he said about the thing yeah. you need to make people want to turn the page. You got to know how to, yeah. how, to, how to build up your characters, describe your characters, and... You have to be able to visualize everything that he's written on that page, you know. So yep. um, now I've got another question. I know you say you started pinning some of your um, your activities or whatever. So you're saying that some of your characters? Uh, yeah. Cause like what I what I used to do was uh, I used to I, I always mix like fiction with reality, and I might use. Like, people that I know, like I said, because I didn't know how to develop a character, so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to use such and such. I know how she at, and I'll put it in the book, and I'll just change the name around a little bit. And so, like, my first book, like, uh, while well, I'll admit it now, I didn't know anything about character development. So my first book that I wrote, it was a hood legend, Minaj. That's me. The only thing different is he got hair and he smoked weed. I don't. I don't do that. So, but other than that, his faults, his fears, are uh, it's, it's me. You know, he wanted, even though he knew he was doing wrong, he wanted to do right. But you know, so I put myself on paper. But so you know, just had to switch it around a little bit. But um, but it's. Okay. Writing, writing is it, it, it takes a lot. So you get, for you to write, you have to have you got to be able to put yourself in other people's shoes. You just can't be uh, mm-hmm. one track mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've always said that um, everybody, everybody that's walking the face of the earth has at least one story in them to tell. But you have to know mm-hmm. how to tell it. From the perspective of the person you're telling it from, you have to turn into that character. You have to become that character, you know. Uh-huh. And, um, like he said, the character development. You got to know how to build your character. You got to build it off of it. And that's a good uh, point that you use. You use people that you knew. You knew their characteristics. And you like their characteristics yeah. enough to put it in the book and describe it. So my next question yeah. is, did you, how do you pick the points of your life that you want to write about and put it in the book? Or you just think that that moment was that interesting enough for people to read about it? Uh, repeat the question again. How did you pick the points of your life that you say, yo, I'm a, oh, I remember this. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, mostly, like I said, I, I, when I, most of my, all of my books are fiction, of course. Uh, but 
as I write, I always try to just make it to where you you have to keep the reader's attention and they have to care about the main character. The character, the main character has to have a goal and he has to have a path and a reason to get there. And the other characters, mm-hmm. either they're going to help him, they're either going to help him reach his goal or they're going to try to stop him from getting his goal. And, like, I didn't know that when I did my first book. But, however, when I wrote it, I still put those elements in the book. So that's what uh, kept me going because when I did start reading uh, books on how to write, I'm like, yeah, I've been doing that. And so that encouraged me to even go hard. I'm like, okay, if I did this without any, with a GED, imagine what I can do if I learn how to write. So, like, the comment yeah. you made uh, a couple of minutes ago where you said every book you get better and better, that, that is so true because, like, compare, if you compare a hood legend to <laughs> my next book that's coming out called True to a Fault, Part 1 and 2, uh, I, I, I'm... <laughs> Super, I'm past humble, but when I release uh, True to a Fault Part 1 and 2, I don't, nobody can't see that book. I don't care who I put against anybody. I'll, anybody. So, uh, and I put a lot into this book. Uh, I put, when I got to the end, I started crying. That's how much I put in this book that's about to come out. And um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's nothing that nobody wrote about because it's, I based it off of me getting out of prison and being an author. Like I said, I always mix uh, fiction with reality. So uh, this book that uh, has probably come out probably about two more months is sitting on the table right now. So it's just, I know it's a story that, that needs to be told. Like I said, it's something different, you know, and it's just, I, just, I, I really can't wait for it to come out. I couldn't hear you. Let's see. Your phone is breaking up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You can hear that too. Uh, if, if you if you heard, yeah. Can you yeah. What what do you say? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. He what genre? What genre do you write? Do you just write urban? Oh. Okay. Oh. Uh, I mostly write. Uh, Erotic fiction and mm. urban, but my last novel that I wrote is called True to a Fault. That's a full suspense novel. It's uh, I, I just wanted to jump outside of my squares and see if I could do it, and I did. Because I don't want to be, uh, mm. you know, just labeled. And, and speaking of that, uh, I think that the system is unfair. Okay, let's say if uh, okay, if you write, you go into a library, you want to have fiction, nonfiction, horror, and what else you going to have? African-American, right? That's how they yeah. got it, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, if uh, Stephen King, he come out with a new suspense novel. Where are they going to put this mm-hmm. book at? They can put it in suspense, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now, one of us wrote a suspense novel of uh, people of color. Where are they going to put that book at? It's going to be urban fiction. All right. I don't think that's I, – I really think that's, that's, that's being biased. You should base a book off the genre, not the color of the right. person that wrote it. And right. I don't, I don't, okay. I, don't I don't even know why I'm the only person that noticed that. I mean, it's it's racism all the way all the way around the board. Okay, let's say for just a average person that just want to read suspense. Okay, I want to go read a suspense novel. They go in the library, and the reason I don't have my book right now, my book is only available on my website. I don't have it on uh, Amazon. Uh, if I do take it to a bookstore. I'm going to ask them, where are you going to put my book at? They said, I'm going to put it over there in African-American fiction. Well, you're not going to get my book. If you're not going to put it in suspense, then you're not going to get it. Because right. it's a suspense novel. It's not, if, okay, Stephen King, uh, let's, let's turn around. Stephen King write an urban novel. Where are you going to put it at? They're going to still put it in suspense. <laughs> because he's white. So, for them to, uh, it's, I, I believe that it's holding us back. When I say us, I mean people of color. You know, this one, okay, uh, no matter what he write, it's, it's urban fiction. Put it in African-American lit. Uh, so you, you go into yeah. the African-American section, and you have all type of books, romance, horror, suspense. They just, just, just put it over there. That's how they're doing it. But the white people... Oh, they got suspense, horror, this, this, this. You know, it's like uh, it's like they just just still holding us down. And then, and it's sad that I'll never forget this. It happened years ago, and I I hate to bring it up. Uh, it was I say it was my one of my favorite authors, Terry McMillan. He went and uh, when Urban Books first started coming out, he was bastards. Oh, this, 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 all this, this hood, man. So I'm like, damn, instead of you uh, putting your foot on the net, you should be helping us. Like, he was like, it's poor editing and all this. Instead of saying it's poor editing, once you help somebody. So it, it, that right there just really struck a chord with him. I'm like, damn, you, you successful, and instead of helping your own people out, you want to, you know, that, that right there just. So I told myself when I do get out, I'm not doing no drama at all. Like I'm not beefing with no other author. Uh, I do have some issues with uh, some publishers that uh, uh, have my books out and I'm not getting paid. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to put them out there. Call Weber. So uh, I have to see him. Uh, he knows what's going on. I mean, everybody sees this his TV shows and whatnot. They think, oh, he's good. He, he's for the black community. He's not. And I'm not worried about being sued or, like, for staying live with others because I'm speaking facts, the truth. So, uh, yeah. I, you know, so it's, it, it's, it's sad, man. Like, we, as black people, we can't come together. We just, in everything. I'm like, man, you, you started from nothing and you want to, Eat off somebody else's books, and you know, so just 
just stuff like that, man. It's just so if I if I can help anybody, I don't care if they sign with somebody else. If I can help, I'm gonna help. That's that's how I, that's how I am. But now not everybody's like that. Yeah, um, it's not personally, but I watched another author get shot down by a mainstream author. I'm not going to put the author out there, but I'm going to put the situation out there. I went to a book signing of a mainstream author, and the young lady raised her hand the author a question, and the author went around the question and said, well, just do your research. Instead of just telling her, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you try this? And she's like, yeah, I tried to do this. I tried to do that. Well, do more research. And then I walked up to her and I said, listen, let me tell you something. You cannot tell another author that you're an author in the genre that they're in because they always feel like you're competition, you know? And this was a a person that had a following, and I was in total shock, you know? Um, And another thing, you were right about the, the genres and everything when you write a book or whatever. So I choose to write with different names. Each time I write in a different genre, I use a different pen name because as you see, his pen names are always associated with uh, Urban. But when they see this yeah. pen name, they're going to associate it with this. So that's what I do as far as, you know, I don't know if you want to use that method or whatever. And you are right because once they see your name, they already associate you with, okay, he's black, so he's going to be an Urban all the way without even knowing what the book is about or anything or even yeah. reading the back of the book. You know, so, but, you know, that comes with the territory, you know. So my next question is, since we talk about that in the genres that you write, what genres would you stay away from besides drama? Is there any other uh, genre you would stay away from? Uh, let me see. Well, that's a home there because if you say the wrong thing, then you get, you get uh, I would say... <laughs> Uh, let me see. How I can say this now. Be, I don't want to be bashing nobody. I'll I just put it like this. Um, I write about what I know about. So, okay. if I don't know about it or I don't live that certain lifestyle, then I'm not going to write about it. Gotcha. You kind of get what I'm saying? That was politically correct, my brother. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, and and I and I did that without taking a um, I did that without taking a politi- uh politically correct class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I know that you know the authors and people how many authors are beefing with each other and what well, authors wouldn't work with each other, whatever. But if they did an anthology, is there any author that you would like to work with? Uh yeah, I would I would love to work with uh Skylar Nightingale. I love to work with her. Mm. Uh she wrote a book called Steel Sky, that's S T I L L Sky. Uh I would mm. like to work with uh K one, uh Michael Sanders, Mike Saunders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Jeffries, Danny Holmes, okay. uh, Wahida Clark, them, them my top 
top authors right now. Okay. Now, when you're writing, do you have a moment of writer's block? When I was locked up, I went through that a lot. Um, I mean, one time just I went through like two months and I couldn't write. I'm like, I will write a page, tear it up, write a page, tear it up. And so I'm like, damn, did I, did I lose it? And so I, I, I just took a step back and just cleared my head and went back at it. But the main thing, whenever you do have writer's block, is do not stop writing. That's rule number one. Don't yeah. stop writing. Just keep going. No matter what it is, if it's trash, just keep writing. And, like, when people tell me they are trying to write a book, the best advice I can give them is not to try to write the whole book in two days. Pace yourself. You can do three to four or five good pages a day. That's it, just five good pages a day, and you'll be finished in three months. But the thing is just to write every day, because once you get used to it, it'll become natural. You know, uh, like, me, I, 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 I don't, I didn't realize how hard it is. Like, cause I've been doing it so long. Like, I'll, I'll, I get some paper. I'll start writing. I'll know after ten pages to end, end it with a scene break. Go to chapter two. And, you know, a lot of people don't know the format of writing. You know, even just indenting a little bit, putting your quotations, writing your words. And like, uh, I see some guys' manuscripts where everybody talking is on the same line, you know, just got the the same way it's in a published book. That's the format. Yeah. You got to write it just like that. And so, um, like I said, I had to learn through trial and error while I was uh, writing. And so now, like I said, uh, so I just came home. Uh, eventually what I want to start doing is um, doing, like, self-help classes to inner-city kids that want to write you know, and just reach out to them. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be accessible. I don't want to be, uh, even when I do make it, I don't want to be where I'm not accessible to my fans, you know. I even want to go, like, uh, they doing, like, book sign, or, like, a book club. I want to go to the book club and sit mm-hmm. and talk with them. I don't want to be, uh, I just, you know, because life is too short. And, you know. Yeah. And the reason... Why I don't really care about what people say and or how they judge me for my past, or whatever. Okay, I don't know what your religion is, but who was the only perfect man to walk this earth? Jesus. With no. Okay. Did he lie? Did he lie? Did he lie? No. Yeah. Did he lie? Did he steal? No. Did he no. cheat? Did he kill anybody? No. No. All right. And all of that, and look what they did to him. They still crucified him. Yeah. So, so with me, I know I can never be what he was. So, I say that for for everybody. To no matter how good you are to somebody, no matter how honest you are to somebody, 
people always want to try to put you down or hate for some stupid reason. So I always look back on that. My man, look, look, they did to Jesus, and he didn't do anything wrong. So that's why I, that's why I cared the way I cared. Just uh, I just stay humble and just. I know that my writing is going to take me somewhere. I don't know where, but it's, I can't go nowhere but up because I'm, I'm, I'm at my lowest. And I, I just, I've been doing it for so long. And like I said, now I'm home and I'm about to release my first book as a free man. So, and I really haven't put myself out there in public yet, but I'm going to have to start mm-hmm. doing that. And this right here might be, stage for it and but like I said I've been getting adjusted to being free and just taking it slow. But um uh, well I'm all here though. Okay, okay. And um I see you mentioned about the book clubs and everything. Now um we're coming to the end of the show. If a book club wanted to read one of your books, do you do meet and greet? And if so, how would they get in contact with you? Uh, they could go to my uh, website. That's vlmartinproductions.com. Or they could reach me directly at victorlmartin1975 at gmail.com. Okay. No, uh, and I'm in the Charlotte area, too. Okay. That's what I was going to say. I know I've done a couple of book um, clubs, meet and greet, but they need to know your location so that they know the Because <laughs> yeah. there's a couple of um, book clubs in North Carolina that will actually have you come out to them. And you go to lunch and everything, you discuss your book and everything. And you know what's crazy about that too, man, and the experience is is is, is so, you know, you feel you feel exhilarated. You feel like, wow, you know, they really, because they really, these book clubs really examine your book down to everything, and they will discuss it with you. And some of the stuff they'll bring up, you'll be like, damn, did I write that? Where was that at? Yeah. I would love to do that. So any book clubs you in know, Charlotte, and reach out to me. Yeah, reach out. Well, what are surrounding areas? Know. You know, because you have, um, I can't remember the two book clubs that are in Durham. But, you know, this and this is pre-COVID, so I don't know what the book clubs are doing now. And I haven't reached out to any of them to see what they're doing now, you know. But okay. we are, yes, I'm sorry. Do you have um? No, not, so you gave all your information. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, I didn't say anything. No, I'll go ahead. Okay, so you gave everybody all your information on how they can meet you, or you know, if they wanted to order your book as well, they would have to go to your website. Oh yeah, yeah. My website, I can say it again. It's uh, vlmartinproductions.com. Uh, you can find my latest book. Uh, Motive for Murder, and my Facebook page is Victor L. Martin Dash Author, and again my email is Victor L. Martin nineteen seventy five at gmail dot com. Okay, 
And, and that's for business. I ain't mean, uh, a whole bunch of women trying to send on email and stuff. That's business. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, yeah, man, it's, 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 it's good to be free, man. Uh, people take a lot of things. Glad to have you on this side. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll yeah. stay on this side, too. Yeah. And, um, uh, what's wrong with that, uh, one, brother? All right, what's the, uh, let me see, hold on. Make sure I get this right. Okay. Yvonne, is that how you say it? Yes, Yvonne yeah. Matrell, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, thank you for uh, having me up here. Uh, oh, hopefully we can uh, work in the future, you know. I, 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 matter of yeah. fact, I have, if, if possible, my next book, like I said, is coming out, uh, True to a Fall. I'd like to send you the first four chapters, and if you would like uh, to offer uh, a blurb, to submit a blurb, and I'll put it inside the book. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. Right. Yes, and, and um, I'm a, um, oh, and for uh, uh, SC Dickens, uh, we need to uh, link up because I need to, this time next year, I need to have my uh, my script. I need to have the movie done. I need to just quit playing games and get this thing done. But instead of, I, one thing I don't like doing is saying, I'm going to do something. I, that's, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, this, like, you got my number, so we, we need to get this done, get, this, get these movies out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to reach out to you, man, and I'm going to see you some of them, um, them book clubs, too. Okay, okay. All right, I say y'all, thank mm-hmm. y'all for having me up here. And to all my fans, thank you for, my, for your support. Uh, like I say, go to my website, check out my book. And every book that I send out, I do autograph it personally and mail it to you. All right, man. We appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, no problem, no problem. And again, that all right, was thanks. all right. And again, that was Arthur Victor L. Martin. So, back over to you, Bob. <laughs> Okay, everyone, thank you all so much for tuning into the show. Join us on Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Hey, uh, this was recorded, right? So it'll be on her uh, podcast so people can go back and uh, listen to it later? Yes. 